Thanks for tuning in to Loser Kid Pinball Podcast. This is episode 96. I am Josh Roop with me, my co-captain, as always. Scott Larson. Man, we're getting up there in numbers, aren't we, Scott? I know. We're getting long in the tooth, so we, we need to start our exit strategy because I, mo- I agree. most podcasters like go to 100 and then, then poop out. Yeah, something like that. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> But you know who hasn't pooped out yet that is great to get a pinball machine from? Who hasn't pooped out, Josh? Flipping out pinball. And I know that Nicole and Zach do a great job at getting your product. Uh, our friend Julie, she came to Expo with us. Yep. She was awesome. She got her very first pinball machine ever. Woo woo. She got a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Pro. I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's a great game. It's kind of brutal for a first game, but hey, put it on 12 ball because you can team up (laughs) with the four turtles and then take on Shredder. Now, it is brutal, but the pro is definitely the way to go. Um, I thought the premium got in the way of the fun. Yeah. But uh, hey, that's the that's the beauty is you can get whatever you want. And I know they have those things in stock. And so if you want those or if you want to get on a waiting list for Godzilla, uh, go ahead and let them know. Or if you want that sweet Mandalorian topper. He will be able to hook you up. Also, if you want to get in before the price increase, which is January 1st on everything that isn't Bond, because Bond's already got a price increase, hit up Zach. Avoid that $700. He's got Rush in stock. He's got Mando in stock. I think he's got a couple other titles that are all premiums. That's It all applies to the premiums. He has a, a new in-box Lord of the Rings that he's willing to... Uh, no, okay, what? maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. If you need a pinball machine, it's coming to be becoming Christmas time and whatnot. Hit up flipping out pinball. Scott, right. we've got a special guest on today. We do have a special guest. This is this gentleman's first time ever being on a podcast, and he's coming on Loser Kid. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I, I think it just says that he asked about 10 other podcasts, and they are no longer accepting uh, <laughs> accepting interviews. <laughs> but either way, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad to know we're at least on the list. Exactly. This is Mr. Silverball Swag himself, Will Odding. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate yeah. you having me on. Well, and you have become more of a public figure here in these last couple of months because my email is starting to see that there is new content coming out from This Week in Pinball, and you have something to do with that, right? Yeah, recently I've been doing the, the Monday posts and I'm trying to you know, keep up with what's going on. I'm Definitely not um, putting the effort in that Jeff always did because he always talked about doing over 40 hours just on TWIP a week. And um, I can't do that. I can't afford that. But I'm trying my best and getting that content out there. So, Okay, so the, uh, I, the what begs the question is, are you taking over this week in pinball? Is, is Jeff still involved or is it a partnership? Uh, how does that work? Um, so at the moment I am doing pretty much everything okay. for this weekend pinball. Okay. Um, I, I actually came on and have, I've been working with Jeff for a while with TWIP. Um, it was, I think about four years ago mm-hmm. that I reached out to him and just said, Hey, you know, I can do website maintenance. So do you need any help? And so ever since then I've been behind Jeff and I, and I think you probably know Jeff kind of is always trying to stay behind the scenes. And so I was behind Jeff being behind the scenes. So I was trying to be out of the way as much as possible. Um, but yeah, he is definitely kind of stepped back. He's working on his career. He got a good promotion. So that's his focus. And so, so that TWIP doesn't die off and doesn't leave, I have stepped up and 
are am continuing that work okay. at this point. I mean, so I, I would say it's fair to say that Jeff has stepped away and you're, you're, you're driving the bus now. Yeah. And that is also part of the reason I'm working on the Twippies more as well. So. Okay. So for, first off, I w- we'll get to the Twippies, but what I want to know more about is tell me about silver ball swag, because mm. you are, you are basically the contact for so many options. I mean, it's, uh, I will say I have put some stuff in my, uh, in my cart before, and then I kind of forget about it, but there are some things that I'm really looking for. Uh, I really still want my right a pinball hat. So I, I want to get that silver ball chronicles hat would be awesome. And, uh, Josh, didn't you get a triple drain? T-shirt? Wearing it right now. Oh, yes, you got a I, got, I got two. Boom. I got the Hydra, and then I got just the logo. So the Hydra is yes, awesome. I had to get the baseball style of the Hydra with the triple drain. Uh, even though there's yeah. some inside jokes before I made That's with awesome. the triple drain guys, but uh, yeah. which we can't talk about any of those on this show right now. <laughs> but no, it's a great. I love the design. I'm slightly jealous, man. It was still it was still family friendly. We just rid the yeah. But bit, I, I'm so. slightly jealous. It was a sweet design. This, I mean, this the triple drain looks like almost Monster Bash. I I, I love it. It just it looks yeah. it looks clean. And I gotta say, will the the print on these shirts are wonderful. It feels quality oh, good it feels like it's not going to fade out over time i'm enjoying the product i bought from silver ball swag since you guys had started so well, that's awesome I'm, I'm glad to hear that thank you yeah and you can even get your this weekend pinball swag that's yes. part of the options here definitely definitely is and that's kind of how we started um you know jeff and i well i originally i was looking for a shirt when i was getting um into the hobby and couldn't really find something that matched what i wanted um you know, double danger was kind of the options out there and I did buy from them, but we thought there were a bigger um, community of pinball enthusiasts that kind of had different tastes. And so part of the reason we started was for that. And part of the reason we started was because TWIP, you know, needed the service to be able to provide um, merchandise. And so that's the direction we went with um, kind of reaching out to other pinball um, content creators and seeing if they needed that same service mm-hmm. and see if we could provide it for them. So that's, that's the direction we went. Well, that's pretty awesome that you guys came up with that. It, it's pretty amazing how many people have been able to do it. And the nice thing about this is how customizable it is. Mm-hmm. And it seems like every, every different one you, you select, it actually has many different options, which is pretty cool. Yeah, so we um, actually do have some products um, that you can actually customize the text um, that gets put on the product. So um, Joel Engelberth with um, Just Another Pinball Podcast, he has a couple options out there um, where he has stuff like um, Just Another Pinball Kid or Just Another Pinball Dad. And you can actually change that that text, that kid or dad, to, to say whatever you want to say. So kind of gives you some more freedom to do to make your own shirt or make your own products. Can you make one on the triple drain site that says which one is your favorite? Like, like are you t- team Travis, team oh, Joel, yeah. team Tom? Sure. Sure. We could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. That's cool. What, what has been your biggest seller? Oh, geez. Um, biggest sellers. Um, you know, 
We did for a short period of time. Um, we sold Canada shirts. Okay. Those were big sellers. Okay. Um, but then, of course, as usual, you know, we had an issue and he took his stuff off of our site. Um, we also are one of our first products that was huge was back when Twip still had the um, did still did their podcast with Zach. Okay. Right. And, yeah. um, you know, he had a we did a Dennis one. Um, and I can't remember what it said, but it was essentially like um, all their sayings in a cloud bubble of like of what was supposed to look like Dennis, like um, face plant or face palming himself. Yes, I actually have that shirt. Oh, do you really? Uh, I oh, there you go. Tell you everything that's in her. That's <laughs> it's a great shirt. Yeah. I, the, yeah. you, you have so many options on here, and you can find. I mean, our friends at Super Awesome Pinball Show, they're on there. Like, yep. there's ever. I mean, really, I I'm gonna list off a few of the, just the ones that we've talked to. Backbox, Carrie Hardy, Don't Panic Flip. Um, you know, flipping off cancer. I, I just just go through Macho Pinball. It's all uh, you can find your stuff here. Yeah. So. That's options. the bottom line. You need you need swag, silver ball swag. With with Jeff stepping back and, and you taking more of the forefront, will what's the new direction of Twipper? Is it going to be same old, same old? Or are you guys going for a new direction with the site and everything? Yeah. So I I mean my focus is not really anything new. Um, to me, Twip is still going to be what Twip has been. It's just that focus on. Um, the weekly content from either like manufacturers or other content creators or any, you know, anything out there that's kind of spreading pinball and giving people one place to go and kind of see it all wrapped up for the week. Um, that's, I think that's always going to be the focus of, of this week in pinball. We do have um, other things out there. Like we do have the pinball university that's out there. Um, that I'm, we're still adding content to, and and that's that focus is kind of bringing in um, new people to the hobby and getting them up to speed and giving them a place to go and find info, um, as well as we do the deep dives. So that's still going to go forward. Um, I actually have an interview that I um, have am working on with a, a homebrew, a creator of a homebrew that recently was at Expo. Um, so I have that to post here fairly soon so you know it's it's the focus i think has not changed too much um the only difference is that i am trying to push that content and jeff isn't so it, it seems like you guys get the information so quickly so it seems like you have some, at least you have once they announce the product it seems like they're able to uh, get some information to you so because you are a good promotional tool for them yeah yeah and that i mean that that that's our hope yeah. um and jeff is definitely he especially the last deep dive he's still been in connection with the manufacturers so i'm still kind of relying on him on some of those mm -hmm. connections sure but hopefully those will trickle over to me and we can move right. that forward so that jeff can definitely step out of that that arena so we also have the twippy awards coming up we do. Yeah. So pre, this pre voting starts this week. Okay. So um, pretend like I know nothing about pinball. <laughs> How are you going to describe this to me? Gotcha. Yeah. So the Twippy Awards are a people's choice awards. Um, you know, it's kind of the chance for folks that are in the hobby 
or have some connection or, or desire to be able to express their their favoritism for things in the pinball hobby to go out and vote and kind of give some appreciation um, to the manufacturers that produce the games and to the content creators that are that are pushing out anything from um, websites to streams um, to podcasts. That's that's another category. So it's it's a chance for folks to vote on their favorites. And so, you know, the Twippy show itself is at Texas Pinball Festival in March. Um, we've been there for the last, well, we were there last year and then COVID kind of took us back into virtual um, for a while, but, um, Texas pinball festival is kind of our home for the, the show. And that's the, our chance to celebrate those favorites that people voted on. Part of the reason, um, you know, I wanted to get on here was to talk a little bit about our expectations our people's expectations for the show. Um, you know, we've had some talk of it being, and I know in the beginning, there was um, some focus on making it a high-end, like fancy um, presentation. Um, it's getting compared to the Golden Globes. And so some of the reason I did want to talk to you guys is kind of set that expectation for the show, the Twippy show going forward. Okay. Um, because like I said, it, it is a people's choice award. And so that we want to kind of reflect real pinball people. Okay. Um, we're not the Golden Globes. You know, we are not a fancy um, gala show. So, you know, but I, I mean, I say that, but people are definitely welcome to dress up and there, and there will be presenters there that do dress up and, and kind of make it the event they want it to be. Um, but, you know, in the same, we're, we're just kind of a celebration, you know, we are, we're, we're there to kind of show how much we appreciate everything that, you know, all, all these hardworking folks have done to make this pinball hobby what it is. So that's what the show is about. And I just kind of want to make sure that everybody had that expectation going forward. For- it sounds like a party celebration. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I would say that, that now there are anytime you have a, anytime you have uh, a voting that's open to anybody, mm-hmm. there's always going to be challenges with that. Sure. Because and, and these are these are things that have been voiced before is that, well, OK, so what prevents someone from getting grandma to vote for them? I, they don't really have a connection to pinball or they have some sort of forum that there's like, hey, go and vote for me, even though, you know, you don't really know what I do in pinball or, hey, we really like this game. So maybe you should. Do it. So how does uh, I, how do you take all that into account? In right. doing something like this, because you can, you can vote, you, know, you can vote regularly. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and we will even tell people, if you decide you want to change your vote, go ahead and vote again. Um, because one of the things we do do is we go through and remove all the duplicates. We check to see, you know, did, you know, this email get used again or, um, are there IP addresses that are similar? And we have other, we, we check several other fields and data points to just kind of look at and see, you know, what what's going on with the voting and, and is there something questionable going on? And we get rid of quite a few, quite a few votes every year. So um, we do go through that. We go through that as a committee. We talk it through. Um, we look at those through and definitely 
um, you know, put some attention to that to make sure we have the best data. Now, I mean, it is a favoritism contest. I mean, there are going to be people asking, you know, their grandma to vote for them. Um, That's not something we can definitely, you know, we can't stop that. And we don't necessarily want to. Um, It's uh, it's so part of it is we kind of feel like there's a balance, right? There's we have to have to make sure that the voting is easy, that everybody gets a chance and they don't have problems doing it. And it's something that they can enjoy and feel part of because it is, you know, they're part of the Twippies when they vote. Um, But at the same time, you know, we do have to make sure that we don't get a big surge of um, the same vote over and over again from the same IP or, you know, we we definitely take both of those into account and try to kind of try to balance it out. Well, the one thing that you brought up is you said that you go through a lot of the votes every year and there are some that you have to discard. What makes you determine that? Like, can you share what, like, you saw a certain amount of votes that you're just like, okay, these these are obviously fakes. H- how do you determine that? Yeah, because I, I would say there's always the suspicion on any, not not Twippies per se, but for any sort of email voting system, there are programs out there and services that sure. would like to take your money to provide you with votes. We do. I mean, there are several data points that we look at. Um, you know, we probably don't want to give you all of that information. Just sure, so that, which is fine. Which yeah. is fine. Um, Come on, Will. I want to know how to game the system. <laughs> yeah, Come right. on now. <laughs> um, but but it's. I mean, obviously, email address is one of them. But even yeah. an email address. I mean, everybody can have multiple email addresses, right? So, um, part of that is timing. You know, did we see? three votes come in quickly and their email address is a similar or they're from the same IP, you know, okay. um, all of that is, is taken into effect. And like I said, we kind of, we, we gather that up and we sit down as a committee and kind of go through it and point it out and discuss it. And so, you know, sometimes we just lean to like, Hey, this is too questionable, but we don't know um, if it's right or not. We're just going to get rid of it and not worry about it. Um Part of that too, though, is that the more data we have, the more people voting, the more accurate our results will be. Right. So, and it, absolutely, the more data points you have, it's that's statistics. The your n power goes up. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, so that is part of it. So we, you know, we do hope to get as many people voting. We want we want to know what people's favorites are. Um, and that part of that is also um, the we do use a ranked choice voting system. Um, so if you don't know, there's you have a couple choices um, with the write-ins. This this pre-vote, you only have two options. You can vote for your favorite, and then you can essentially pick your second choice or your second favorite for these for these items. Um, the pre-vote is only there to pick nominees for the final vote. Um, so we're just trying to get that top list, um, and that top, you know, the top number of nominees is kind of dependent on the category. Some categories, like maybe homebrew, we might not get enough. You know, we might not get ten. Um, we we're often shooting for the ten nominees, but sometimes we don't get that many. So, um, but the the rank choice gives you kind of the option to say, hey, I have a favorite, but I want to give credit to somebody else. So you, you can then have them as their second choice. And so 
the more first and second choices, those points add up and kind of weed out in our minds what, what a favorite is in that category. Speaking on that, so speaking of the categories and whatnot too, um, let's just put it out there. I feel like a lot of the drama comes from the content creators uh, subcategories. I don't, I don't ever hear at the end of when everything's said and done, the chips are down, the Twippies have been placed out. No one last year was like, you know, Halloween got ripped off because Godzilla is not that good. I, I didn't hear that. Godzilla got robbed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, it usually comes down to complaints of content creators. Uh, does that, has that become so much a headache in your guys's, uh, in your field that you feel like maybe it's not worth your time having content creators hmm. in with something like as professional as the pinball industry, because you've got these people making million dollar products, million plus dollars that they've spent 18 months on. And then you have, I'm just going to use us like yeah. me that, you know, you've seen the quality of the podcast tonight. Yeah, so. we've, only, we've only dropped off three times tonight. So. <laughs> yeah. And, and I don't know if I would consider myself as quality of product as maybe a stern Godzilla or even a, a spooky Halloween. So, um, category wise, I mean, some of what the, you know, what TWIP, I, I was explaining a little bit about TWIP and what the Twippies are is that we do want to promote and kind of push that the content creators, um, and show that, you know, they are a vital part of the community and the hobby. So celebrating them as well, I think is just part of what we are looking to do. Yes, they at times are can be a little difficult and cause problems. And even um, we we did kind of throw around in the Twippy committee um, recently. We did kind of throw around just kind of mashing them all into one category. Um, but we kind of felt that that would really limit who we were able to celebrate and who we were able to to kind of give credos to and all their hard work. Because I mean, as you guys know, I'm sure that it's not. I mean, it takes work. It takes hard dedicated work to get that stuff out there and to give us something to listen to and something to kind of look forward to. So we didn't want to lose that. Okay. And the one thing I do want to point out, so I pulled it up while we were talking mm -hmm. and the write-in categories. So these are the ones you settled on yep. favorite pinball streamer, favorite pinball podcast, favorite pinball YouTube channel, favorite pinball website, Favorite pinball mod of 2022, third-party mods only. Mm -hmm. Favorite homebrew pinball machine. Favorite pinball location. Favorite pinball convention slash event. And favorite pinball topper of 2022. Now, this is obviously in addition to best art package, best rules, best, you know, game of the year, correct? Yeah. Correct. These, yeah, these are not the game categories. These are essentially the write-ins that we need to whittle down to get our nominees for the actual final voting. Um, yeah, most of everything else is the game categories, and you'll and you'll notice that from that list, that is a shorter list than we had last year. Mm -hmm. um, we've eliminated several of the the categories. Um, we've actually um, merged the convention event. There used to be a tournament, um, favorite tournament. Um, we've kind of merged that all together under favorite pinball convention event. Sure. Um, and some of the reason for that is to kind of simplify, simplify things for us. Um, we wanted to focus a little bit more on quality of the show come TPF time. 
And so making fewer categories kind of makes it easier for us to, you know, create the video and get um, presenters and kind of focus on the show itself. Um, we have some other changes to the show that we're, we're discussing through as well. Um, but just wanted to point out that those categories are fewer than last year. So, okay. You, you keep speaking of a committee too. Is how many is on the committee and can, can you, Oh, yeah. Talk about them a little bit. Is it just people from the industry? What is yeah, it? Yeah, so we have um, the committee's the same as what it was last year, minus Jeff, of course. Um, so, yeah, there's what, eight of us? No, seven of us now. There's so Lloyd Olson from SS Billiards is on it. Um, Stephen Bowden from American Pinball, Fun with Bonus. Um, Emoto Harney from Marco and Emoto Arcade. Um, Joel Reeves, who's a pinball enthusiast. Josh Sharp with IFPA and Lauren Gray are all on from Backbox Pinball Podcast. So those that is our committee members. They were the committee last year as well. So they've decided to continue on and keep helping us get the Twippies going this year. That's a really solid group. Yeah. Yes. Very diverse too. Yeah. yeah. That, that's our hope. Yeah. No, I, th- that actually really impresses me that you have, uh, that many, um, that many contributors. Cause I was completely unaware of that. Oh yeah. 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 And they're, and they're all very involved, um, both in the voting process, the, the meetings and in the show itself. So they're very helpful. We couldn't do it without them because doing it alone is not going to happen. Well, I know that when we originally talked about having you on, you talked about having a moto with you too. I assume she does. Uh, she plays a bigger part in the Twippies as well. Yeah, yeah, she is. She is definitely kind of the second or part of the kind of leadership of the of the Twippies. Um, yeah, unfortunately, she is busy. She's heading home from the Houston arcade show, so um, she wasn't able to make it this time. But um, yeah, definitely, and and definitely a big part of producing the show all over. Um, so big part of it yeah so if there's if there's anything that i would so i we went to last year's ceremony it was great Mm -hmm. Uh, we were uh, josh and i were able to produce i i believe we did art package um yes and the the one thing if i were to give a suggestion that i heard yeah yeah okay we all know like uh, especially in all the game categories right it may it may be nice to have just a quick sizzle reel yeah. Of all of them, like at the beginning. Sure. And, and not so have to like, do it every category time. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For last year, it was like, okay, it's Godzilla and it's uh, Mandalorian. And yeah. it's, it's and obviously they're going to be, you know, there's especially this year, there's not going to be a lot of games. So it, yeah. it will be it will be very focused. So if I were to give a suggestion that I heard is do a nice sizzle reel at the beginning just to get to know you on all the games. And then you can have like a, a quick uh, pre, um, award sizzle for the, the yeah. winner. Yeah, that, that is definitely a good suggestion. We've, we've actually already talked about that a little bit. Um, and then probably for every category, not, not doing a full review of the games in that category, but just give a quick slide of the top three or the top, you know, the top, two or so before showing the winner for that category yeah that's that's definitely a great idea and that that'll speed up the show um and and just make it a little smoother so that's a great idea well my other thought process too i know last year when we presented 
um, we kind of were just dropped in there. We were sent an email saying, "Hey, we need you here at this time uh, for for the for the ceremony." And there was never like a a, a dry run. Yeah, I, I didn't know. Is that something you guys are considering this year as well? Yeah, we are definitely considering a dry run, and we've. Um, even besides that, um, one of the things we're talking about doing is kind of setting up a, here's your presenter guidebook, you know, like, here's what we expect. Here's where we want you to walk. Here's, you know, what we wanted you to say for a particular port or, um, you know, here's how you hold the mic or even, you know, even some mic tips when you get up there. Um, I know last year too, we had an issue because we didn't have a mic at the podium. So we're going to resolve that as well. Um, but yeah, definitely more focus on, um, having a dry run through being able to practice it more and making sure our presenters have an idea of what to expect and what to do. Like, you know, they need to know what's expected of them as well. So yeah, definitely something we're working on. So tell me about, uh, obviously, you know, these are all the content creators. So what are the, like, what are the main categories for the games this year and which yeah. games are really being considered so far? So get the categories for the games we haven't gone through and haven't decided upon yet. So okay. I don't have an answer for you on that one. Um, we have started to go through and kind of pick games that are, that are eligible. Um, we do on our website already have, there's a 2022 page up and running. Um, And it does list the game nominees as of now. Now, the eligibility for games, though, is through 12-1. So there's a couple other games that we're kind of watching um, that might end up. So so the eligibility is that games have to start shipping within the year between 12-1 to 12-1 of the the current year. So 12-1 of 2021 to 121 of this year 2022 um and right now do you want me to go i can i can list off the games that we're currently looking at yeah yeah go ahead yeah let's do it yeah so um so at the start is cactus canyon remake by chicago gaming company um we also have um fun house 2.0 rudy's nightmare by Pedretti gaming now i know that's not a full game so that won't be in every game category it'll be sure. limited to you know it's right now i think it's art and call outs and display and animations but of course like like i said we don't have our categories decided yet so it's hard to hard to say what it's going to be in um then we do have rush by stern um nick baldridge did a game for p3 called flipper foxtrot rhythm explosion um that'll be in some categories um we also have super hoop by bictronic um, Weird Al's Museum of Natural Hilarity by Multimorphic, Toy Story 4 by Jersey Jack Pinball, and the last one as of now is James Bond by Stern. But like I said, we're looking at, I know Queen may be close um, by Pinball Brothers. Yeah. And then um, what's the other one that's currently... Um, oh, this this is Spinal Tap is the other possible that we're kind of watching and seeing if they get it in. Have they have they started shipping those? Um, I'm not aware that they have started. Yeah, shipping. I, I I don't. I'm that's such a niche game. Then yeah. it, it may not. <laughs> I, I, I don't I, know how many how many pinball enthusiasts will buy it as opposed to Spinal Tap fans. Right, right, so, but, right. Okay, that that's actually a a much more complete list 
than I was anticipating. I legitimately off, off the top of my head, I was like, I can think of like yeah. three, but man, you, you filled it out. Yeah. That's eight at this point, but, and, and it's kind of interesting. We did, you mentioned Godzilla being such a, a runaway, you know, last year that these there's, there doesn't seem to be a runaway at this point. And, and when I look at this list, so it's going to be an interesting competition this year. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I don't think there's a clear-cut winner at this point, at least one that I can put my finger on Just say, yeah, they're going to take all the votes from from the people. So it's going to be a very interesting year. You're going to want to vote. Yeah, uh, yeah. and so... Especially all those Rush fans out there that, like Tom Graff. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I'm going to say for the best, uh, like, third-party mod, I'm like those speaker light things that do, like, the spinny things. I'm going to get those for my rush game because that looks awesome. Uh, and so here's the categories, uh, at least the eligibility for next year. And, and these may or may not change, but best theme, best animations and display, best light show, best toys and gimmicks, best theme integration, which is definitely different than best theme, best music and sound effects, best call outs, best rules, best play field, gameplay and layout, best artwork and game of the year. That's that. That's a pretty solid list. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely a good list. Um, like you said, I have no clue what of that will come through. I assume the majority of it will be the same, but there are changes possible. Sure, it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. Yeah. So another change to this year's Twippies is you're going with new host. It was Jack Danger and Moto that seemed to be doing it the last couple of years. What's what's the uh, change of direction for, and you know why why are we going with new hosts? Well, I mean, so really, it's just a a change of feeling of the show. Um, you know, things get older. We want to change things up, so um, we're looking for right now. Really, to tell you the truth, Emoto is planning to be one of the co-hosts. So you can probably look forward to that. Um, but we are looking currently for her co-host to, to that's a good um, analog to her to kind of help push the show. So, right. Cause that's not easy. No, definitely like hosting not a live show is not easy. Cause you have to keep up with the pace. You have to keep up. You have to like, th- that's a big deal. Yeah, definitely a big deal. Um, but I do need to, to kind of say though, we are considering as a Twippy committee, um, some of our, issues or some of the um some of the challenges from the previous years are making sure we have a live stream show going along with the live show there at tpf so we are considering um not doing the stream at the same time as the show at tpf and just doing a recorded playback later of the show so um you know, that the, the hope there is to kind of focus on that TPF audience to give them a good experience and and have them get something exclusive since they're there and they kind of see the awards getting presented um, and then still being able to get that information out to the rest of the public as soon as we can, probably on YouTube later on. Yeah, I, I, I think that would actually really help out. Yeah, I mean, it really will relieve some of the stress on us to kind of, you know, being able to perform to two audiences at once is not easy. So 
Um, you know, if we have one problem on, on, on the stream and that's not visible to us at the show, that makes it hard and, and vice versa. So this way we get a chance to focus really in on, on being able to celebrate with everybody there. Well, it's hard too, because I was talking about this last episode and it's not just Texas. There are other conventions have this issue, but if you're using the sound mm -hmm. at the convention, it's not the best yeah. for streaming and for the live. And there's a lot of variable factors that go into the sound equipment yep. provided by by Texas Pinball Festival or if it's the hotel itself. And so I, I agree. That's a good idea of, of recording it and then editing it down to the way that you want it for a, a presentation on YouTube. That's I think that's uh, pretty reasonable. Well, I, I, I agree, and I hope others agree with that as, as well. So they actually get to see a good, you know, a, actual quality video presentation. So. so for voting, how does one vote? So right now, pre-voting doesn't open till Wednesday, the 16th. Okay. Um, it'll open up at um, early in the morning, and they'll go just need to go to twippies.com. Um, there'll be a link over from there to the pre-voting ballot page. Um, and that's where we allow you to do the write-ins for all those categories we listed before. So twippies.com, T-W-I-P-Y-S.com. That is correct. Yes, okay. twippies.com. Um, and then the final voting won't start until January 1st. Um, and that'll include all the categories, all the nominees from the write-ins, and all the game categories. So that's that's our big one. That's where okay. we need as many people to vote as possible. So you went over some of the qualifications that the games have to go through to meet criteria for this Twippy year. Mm -hmm. But what is some of the qualifications for the content creators and the other categories that you're going to be working with? Sure, sure. Um, it obviously all depends on the category. Um, that we have an eligibility document that we post and it's on the 2022 page currently already. So everybody is welcome to go and review and look at that. Um, so some and, of the things, and it's also on this week in pinball. I'm looking at it right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. It is on the post from this week in pinball for this week. Yeah. Um, and some of the things are like, um, streamer, we, we say they at least need to have five streams in the current year. Um, and that year always goes from 12-1 to 12-1. And I think podcaster and um, YouTube is similar. There's so many um, videos or podcasts that need to be out there. Um, and then there's like mod. Um, some of the things we look for in mod is to make sure it's a third-party mod. It's not produced by a manufacturer. Not like Insider Connected or something. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, not like Insider Connected or... Um, yeah, our, our art blades that are done by Stern are, won't be in that category. Sure. Um, but we also need to make sure that they are not violating intellectual property rights. So, you know, we can't have right like fan arts. Like you can't do right. Sonic as the you know the the third party mod of the you know, right because because that's a that's considered a homebrew a fan piece. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and then and then we also only let them be eligible for one year. So. If, um, you know, a, if, if let's say if color DMD won a year, um, we don't then include color DMD for the next year. Now there are times, especially like color DMD that there may be, 
you know, they may come out with a new color DMD for a particular game that hasn't been done yet. Um, and if, if the folks that are voting put, put in that specific game, um, like color DMD, I don't know, Ghostbusters or, you know, something specific. Sure. Um, we will include that if it hadn't been included before. So as long as they're specific about it, we're, we're good with that. Well, and the other follow-up question I have then too, because obviously you've had Canada that's won the last five years. Yeah. And some of the concerns I've heard is because his show is behind a paywall and not public, uh, he's now concerned about releasing five episodes in like the next week, just to even be uh, considered a nomination. Is that, is that a concern or like what, what that seems like we're splitting hairs because he's still producing pinball content yearly. It just isn't a readily available to the public because of that paywall. Yeah. And I don't, so we haven't, I haven't gone and looked to see what he's produced. That's not behind the paywall. Um, we'd also don't have anything specifically that says, you know, there's yeah. a, there's a, paid instance or not like if you have to pay for the product that or not um that's probably something um, i'm assuming he'll probably get nominated but you know sure. once he's nominated that's something we would go over as a twippy committee and say hey here's you know here's the five podcasts i found from him or from you know whoever is producing the content and talk through that and see you know what our thoughts on are on that and how it meets our eligibility what are you looking forward to most about this year's? So this being my, you know, first year at the realms, um, I am looking forward to getting through it at this point. Um, I, I, I just, you know, I just hope it's something that um, the pinball community can appreciate and enjoy and that it provides, um, you know, provides something that kind of just boosts up and, and does kind of bring out the best and the games and all the write-in categories. I, I would say I like how you, you basically boxed it and saying, look, this is a, this is a people's choice awards. And so you're going to get all the great things that happen with the people's choice awards and, a ch and the challenges associated with that, but everybody can participate in this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it is a community, right? I mean, that's, that's what, part of what we're trying to come together and, and do. So um, we might as well, you know, award and celebrate that as a community. I, I agree. It's, it's certainly been great when I've been able to go and I'm planning on being there this year. So awesome. Looking forward to having you. Yeah, I was excited. I was all ready to go. And then we had some stuff come up, had to back out. So well. I will not be in Texas this year, sadly, but uh, I'm excited for you guys. Yeah, and I, I'm looking forward to uh, ordering some shoes from Silver Bowl. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Also, also a friendly reminder to those to the after party: if you order pizza, you make sure you hide that yes. stuff. <laughs> will, did you hear about that last year? I, I did not know. <laughs> so, okay, Josh, did you order the pizza? Who ordered the pizza? I ordered, ordered the, the pizza. pizza. Okay. So we were hanging out with the triple drain guys. And I think, uh, I think Zach and Nicole were there and Monica, Travis's wife was there. And Dennis was also yeah, there, Dennis and was Tony. there. Dennis and Tony. And so we just, or cause we were starving after the twippies. Yeah. And we, I don't know, you, you got like three or four boxes of pizza, right? I mean, we 
Yeah. Something like that. And we're talking and like some rando dude like walks down the hall, takes a look at the pizza box, opens it up, takes like three slices of pizza and then just keeps walking. <laughs> like right in the middle of our group. too. Yeah. I was like, we all kind of like looked at him like, what, what yeah, are you like, doing? We, <laughs> we don't want to be that that guy, yeah. that guy who's yelling at someone for uh, for taking a piece. I'm like, I'm kind of impressed by his boldness. Yeah, that is a bold move. <laughs> and I guess it worked out for him. Yeah, he got three slices of pizza and kept, kept walking. I was like, you know what? That is a confident man right there. With this, if you do decide to keep going with this in the future with like a, a live event and then a pre-record or the recorded afterwards, do you think you'll keep it at Texas just because of the time of year it is, the event that it is, and it's a, a, a big gathering of yeah. people that love the hobby? I mean, so far, it seems to definitely worked out well to have it at Texas and and Ed Vanderveen is is great to work with and very helpful and helping us promote the Twippies and you know keep it running. So I don't see a reason to do anything different at this point. TPF's pretty much become the home. So yeah. definitely. All right. Well, let's no, let's do a, a a final plug. So what did, what is the this is the executive summary part. So okay. what is it you want people to know about Twippy? How do they get involved and where can they watch it? Um, the main point for the Twippies is just a celebration of what um, pinball has to offer within that year um, from manufacturers, content creators, and those that are spreading the love of pinball. So it's a chance to vote on your favorites for multiple categories. And you can do that at twippies.com. Um, you also will see information on TWIP about the Twippies um, because they're closely connected. But um, to see the show later on or, or definitely come to Texas Pinball Festival to watch the show live and in person to get that exclusive. But we will definitely post that video um, in its polished state later on on YouTube on the, the TWIP YouTube channel. Okay, so Will, I'm going to ask this standard questions yeah yeah which is uh, fine how long have you been how long have you been a pinball collector pinball collector i think i started like in 2017 ish um okay. so what five or so years i've been collecting and what is what is in your collection right now oh so right now i have a stars i have a genie um i have a spider-man I have um, an Iron Maiden Pro, a um, um, Deadpool Premium, an Earthshaker, and the last one is a Harlem Globetrotters. That's my collection at the moment. So. That's a pretty diverse collection. Yeah. W which one are you playing the most right now? Um, probably, at, I mean, Iron Maiden it really gets a lot of my attention. Um, if I have time, because you love the music. Well, not necessarily, <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, it's you know, as it's the old standard. I, I definitely enjoy the music more than I did, or yeah. that I than I even knew. Yeah, um, it's probably one of my my kids will now you know sing the music, which is probably not good around the house, but um, actually, so as an Iron Maiden fan growing up, um, I the lyrics are actually quite intelligent like yeah. they're they're it's non-intuitive because when you think heavy metal 
you think, well, okay. You probably think a lot of hairband stuff, right? Right. But like the lyrics are really well thought out. So I, I'd be totally fine with my kids listening to Iron Maiden. (laughs) So I, I would rather have them sing Iron Maiden as opposed to like warrant cherry pie or something. Uh, so what drew you into pinball, Will? I So my father-in-law had a traumatic brain injury a while back. Um, and then he, so he had a relative that actually owned pinball. And it was kind of one of his things that he had always looked forward to, like being able to play pinball. And after his, his injury, um, you know, he needed to kind of help out his hand-eye coordination. So I was, I started searching for some game, um, some pinball machine that I thought he might enjoy. And he's definitely a big Western fan. So I found him a bounty hunter um, pinball machine that I had had fixed up for him and, and given to him. And, you know, while I was fixing up and had it at home, I had gotten a chance to play it. And of course, once you have one, you kind of, I not having it anymore made me want something else. So I started collecting from that point on. Yeah. They multiply. They definitely multiply. They get into your blood or something. Yeah. Something like that. It's uh, yeah. And they multiply quick. I found <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but what's on your wish list. What, what are you on the hunt for? Um, well, I am actually trying I'm actually going to go see Jeff pretty soon and I am trying to get his Godzilla premium from him. Oh, so that's my, my, that's my next hope to grab. Um, um, other than that, I, I kind of like some of the early classic Sterns. Um, I actually just picked up a Trident that I need to fix up. Um, but if, I don't know if you guys have seen, there's, um, I forgot his name, but there's a guy that's been doing some new code for some of those classic Sterns. So he's got a, what he's calling the Trident 2020 version. Really? Um, yeah. So you, I think it's just, you, um, my understanding is you have to get a raspberry Pi and connect it. He has a connection to the board. Okay. Um, and then you just load his new code and you're playing, a new version of Trident or with any, and he's put new sounds and new music to it. Um, It's pretty interesting. So that's why one of the reasons I wanted to grab that and try that out. Okay. Now that, that that is really cool. Yeah. I mean the, the 2.0 versions of the, the games is kind of becoming, yep. Coming pretty popular. And it's working. So Josh and I were talking to Aaron from Fast Pinball, and that was basically what they were doing, especially with the 2.0 kits, is basically putting a new rule set on an existing game and yeah. and changing it, changing the, the vibe, changing the feel. Yeah, yeah. And that's definitely, I think that's pretty interesting because we know there's layouts that are out there that are classic and, and you know, really good layouts. Um, but sometimes they just miss some of the depth that we enjoy. So, and there are some yeah. games that are, that are completely unbalanced. They're a one trick pony. <laughs> yep. I mean, yep. it's like, just shoot that. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
before we wrap this up, I want to do a quick update on flipping the script on autism. Okay, I also want uh, to do a quick update that I have been trying to get to the post office, but I will try to get tomorrow. I actually threw in an extra shirt and some extra stuff for the guy who bought the uh, loser kid pinball hat. So nice. it's coming. It's coming. Don't- I'm just a little behind. Tim Lee, you should hit up Scott. You, you hear this? He gives out extra stuff to the other hat person. Oh. You've been supporting us for so long. Uh, well, Tim. Tim, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll buy Tim a pizza at, or some meat at, uh, at TPF. So. <laughs> um, so it sounds like everything has went through the board. They have approved. When we originally did this, it was 31 families that we were helping. Uh, since then, it sounds like another family has been added to the list. And because we were able to raise... Uh, $27,000. We have a little extra and that will go to the last family on the list. And so thanks to all those that participated. Thank you again to all those that have been very patient, uh, keeping updated with me and whatnot on your items. It sounds like everyone's received their items except for what Scott hasn't shipped out. <laughs> but uh, all of Stern stuff went out last week and I got a message from a couple of people that they've already received their Stern stuff as well. Great. So uh, I think it has been a win-win-win for everyone. It's been amazing. Uh, the cool part too is the the Hot Wheels banner that was stolen sadly was not signed by Joel Balser because he's no longer working at American Pinball. But they got everyone else on there now. They got like Dennis Norman and and uh, just all other people that work there at American. So it's really cool. Like it, it it's one of those silver linings, right? Like it, it sucks that the cloud was there, but. Uh, in the end, I think a lot of people ended up uh, getting more than what they bargained for. And even the funny part was, is someone that bid on the koozie uh, got their koozie, but Spooky like jam packed the box full of other stuff. It was like beanies and and koozies and, and oh, a nice. travel mug. And, nice. and so, so uh, they're like, we weren't expecting this. We only paid for our koozie. I'm like, well, cool. So good yeah. on good on Spooky yeah, spo- for Spooky. Okay, uh, Spooky. They're they're great guys, right? And they, they are yes. like they, they, they it's certainly a, a small company that is worth supporting. But yes, they're uh, that does not surprise me at all. If you're looking for a new sweet shirt, hit up Silverball Swag. Go check out our friends Triple Drain. They've got some awesome stuff that they just dropped on there in the last couple of weeks. It was just right before Pinball Expo. If you don't have one of these shirts, I highly recommend the baseball shirt. I like it. It's comfortable. It hangs a little, it's a little longer, so you don't have to worry about like bending over and showing off your butt crack, I guess. <laughs> it is what it is. That's that's our that's our first world problems, right? And so, <laughs> but seriously, go check out some of the swag. Uh, it's, it's some great product. I, ha- I haven't had an issue with any of mine. It's awesome. Well, I th- thank you very much. I, I want to appreciate, you know, all that you guys do for um, the community and putting out this great content and and thank you for having me on. Will, if someone wants to get a hold of you, how do they do it? Um, you can probably, the easiest would be emailing me at will at thisweekinpinball.com. Easy enough. Yeah. If you want to get a hold of us, we are Loser Kid Pinball Podcast at loserkidpinballpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram, all at Loser Kid Pinball. Uh, it seems like we've been, people are finding us now on the socials. So, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, best way is through Facebook Messenger. We appreciate everything. I do apologize. I've been a little slow on the emails, but my there there's been more emails in the last two weeks to the Loser Kid Gmail account than we've had in the four years we've been doing. <laughs> Seriously? <that. laughs> yeah, well, because 
because of the flipping the script oh, okay. stuff and whatnot. Right. It's like it's pure insanity. Yes, <laughs> so, we're we're up to ten. Boom. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's that's what the number <laughs> is, right? <laughs> I'd be happy if it was just ten at this point. Holy crap! But uh, no, thank you, thank you for the support, thank you for all yeah. the kind words. Everyone no, is awesome. Great, like, thank you, thanks again, everybody. And I guess we'll see you two weeks, maybe sooner. Sit down.